The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from the beautiful desert area near Palm Springs, California. Thanks for joining me. We've got a great show tonight, and it's all about dreams, and I know you're going to love it. Alan Sankerton is with us tonight from beautiful Brisbane, Australia, and he's got some incredible insights into our dreams, which happen to be from our subconscious. Alan did an article for the December issue of Law of Attraction magazine, and I was so impressed that I had to bring him on to talk to him in person. If you haven't had a chance to read the article, go to the December issue and read it. Because when I did, I really started connecting to past dreams, and I had quite a few aha moments. So I can imagine how good his books are. It is with extreme pleasure that I get to introduce you to Alice Sankerton, who authored the series of books about dreams within dreams. We're going to take a fast commercial break, and then we're going to be right back, focusing on dreams. We'll be right back. This holiday season, you don't think I'm crazy, but I'm having conversations. Experience the event. People write letters to the universe all the time. Most don't get a personal response. You are. It will make you believe in miracles. Will Smith, Edward Norton, Kira Knightley, Michael Pena, Naomi Harris, Jacob Lattimore, with Kate Winslet and Helen Mirren. This profound connection to everything. The collateral beauty. Collateral beauty. Directed by David Frankel. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. December 16th. Okay, we are back. And since we're talking about dreams within dreams, I want to really let you know about Will Smith's new movie called Collateral Beauty, and it just launched this week nationwide. You know, it's such an amazing movie, and it has many metaphors, like those that we have in dreams. It's just really about the understanding of life, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, but it's really putting everything into proper perspective. It's so inspirational, and it's and it's so thought-provoking. As a matter of fact, it's so good that I'm taking my entire family to the movies on Christmas Day just to see Collateral Beauty. So if you haven't anything else to do and you really want to feel good, just jump in that car and go see Collateral Beauty by Will Smith. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. And on that note, let's bring in Alan Sankerton. Alan is the author of a series of books focusing on dreams, but it's not your ordinary dream book. It's a book that expands your mind into the understanding of why your dreams are so important to your emotional, mental, and physical well-being. Alan is a civil engineer, building bridges and roads that bring people together during the day. And as you will see, he builds bridges and roads to bring people together during the night while people dream. Well, welcome, Alan, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining me. 
It's a pleasure to be on the air with you, Jules. Now, you wrote the book, Dreams Within Dreams, and it's actually a series of books about dreams. So it is. I, I'm really anxious to start talking about that, but I also want to give everybody a little bit of background about you because you have and you are a civil engineer and you're building roads and bridges and everything. So what made you dive into this mental state of dreaming? Jules, the, I, I've had a lifelong uh, a interest in dreams um, and, I, and that started from when I was a teenager, I suppose. Um, I've always been interested in uh, dreams and in supernatural things and I struggled for a long time to understand why certain things happened, why people had premonitions, right? uh, why some people could um, predict the future um, or the so-called future and I, I, and I started to delve into that more and more when I was younger and then I started to explore my own dreams consciously when I was about 20, 21. And as a result of that, I, I, I started to ask the question, well, well, why am I here on this planet? What am I here for? What am I doing here? What's the purpose of my life? And in, in a series of dream revelations, it came to me that one of the things I, meant, I was meant to do with my life was actually to write about dreams, dream symbology, and uh, the symbology of myths and legends. And I pretty much rejected that. Um, at that stage of my life, I said, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I went off and did engineering and, as you said, do, did all those uh, wonderful things, building bridges for people, connecting people, uh, building water supplies, Right, working on water quality projects. And later in my life, I was reminded that in no uncertain terms that I had a job to finish and I, that I had to write down all the things that I had learned. And I struggled with that quite a lot. I, I thought, well, how can I put all these things into a book that people can read and understand? And that's what led to Dreams Within Dreams. And uh, I started, I tried to write it down in about 1993. I struggled with it for quite some time. I guess the time wasn't right yet. And then in about 2007, 2008, um, I, I gave it a lot of thought and focus and I started to write down Dreams Within Dreams. And it was a compilation of a lot of the work that I'd written earlier. And I had to re re rework it so that it fitted into a, into a lovely storyline. But um, when I was about halfway through the first book, I realized that I couldn't finish the first book until I actually wrote the second book. And when I was about halfway through the second book, I realized that I couldn't finish either of the first two until I finished the third book. <laughs> oh so so I had three writing projects on the table at the same time, and they, of course they all interweave um, because they involve the same characters. 
and um, and they involve the same characters in different time periods, and and I thought, well, how do I link all this together? And so I struggled with that too, but then I finally worked out how I could do it, and the result was Dreams Within Dreams was published in 2012. Um, I think the second book we share uh, we uh, Fields of Summer Dreams was published in 2013. And my third novel, um, We Share a Dream, was published in 2015. Wow. And then just after that, I was reminded uh, again by the universe in no uncertain terms that I didn't have to do everything myself and that it was okay to ask for help. And uh, I guess that as a result of that, the books are now starting to be picked up uh, there was not much interest in them originally, but they've been they've been picked up now. We share a dream has just been to the Frankfurt Book Fair. Um, I've just had a reply from Hollywood about my second book. Um, there seems to be some interest in that, um, and and we're doing the interview about uh, dreams within dreams now. Uh, so you know, I'm I'm looking forward to more people people reading it and uh, having more. Uh, interaction with people and helping them understand their dreams and what they mean to their lives in particular. Now, are the dreams that you're writing about, are they a reflection of your subconscious mind, uh, your mental well-being? I, there, are, there are many different types of dreams, Jules, and um, some of them just reflect the way we process information on a day-to-day basis. Um, some of them reflect our fears and the things that we're working on in our uh, in our lives. The the um, you know the major themes that we we are we're progressing with through our life. But I honestly believe that before we come to this planet, right, we set out for ourselves to explore certain ideas and certain uh, values, certain uh, th- different themes or ideas, if you like, mm-hmm. during our lives. I don't think any of that's fixed. I think we've got complete free will to do that in any way we want to do it. Um, and, and as we go through life, and in many cases people blunder through life, uh, they go from one crisis to another, but, but some people seem to be able to uh, get it all together and they seem to have some plan about it all. And they work to that plan and, and they achieve what they want to achieve. I don't think it matters what you set out to achieve in life. I think what it, what is the important thing is the creative process that you bring to being right. and the way you exercise that creativity in in this reality. Right. And, and, and our dreams often reflect those things that we're working on and help us to process Right, where where we're going with our lives and what we're doing with it. So why why are the dreams always metaphors? Uh, why is it that we have to figure out what the dreams? How come we don't automatically know what our uh, dreams are telling us? Well, that's that's a, an interesting question, isn't it? Um, because I think dreams are the natural language of the soul. Right, we dream in um, in metaphors, mm-hmm. if you like. They they are multi-dimensional, and they always symbolise different things at different levels. Uh, 
So they don't just, you know, they're not just literal uh, in the sense that uh, I dreamt that a plane, you know, X, Y, Z was going to crash. Um, you might you might dream that, but it but it might also be be touching on several things that are happening in your life at the same time. Um, you know, your life might be a might be a plane wreck, right? If you know what I mean. That might it might be a, be a anything could be happening, and each person has to sim- figure out what those symbols mean for them. The only way you can do that is to sit down with a dream journal, and over a period of time record your dreams and look back through the symbols that recur right and after a while you get to to recognize the patterns right and that's what i learned to do when i was 22 and once i learned that secret of co- of decoding the symbols and looking at the deeper symbolism then a great rich tapestry of uh, experience opened up to me all of a sudden i could see the hidden uh, symbols and meanings in myths and legends, for instance, you know, and all these things that underpin our culture, right? They underpin our language, they underpin our culture, they underpin our beliefs, right? And how we react to the world is very much largely a, re- a reflection of what our beliefs are and what we attract to our being. Now, you, as as you know, on Law of Attraction Radio, your listeners know that what they put out to the world is what they get back. Exactly. And that's exactly what happens. What we focus on is what we get back. So our dreams, though, when we have a symbol in our dreams, does it mean the same thing all the time or does it change with what's occurring in our life? For example, in your book... I mean, in the um, article that you wrote for Law of Attraction magazine, it was um, kind of a love story with a little bit of friction. But does that, will that occur in every single dream until you get it right in your head, what it means? Um, that probably is the case. That it the, the story, Dreams Within Dreams, I put I set in a love story because essentially that's what life is. It's a love story, right? We we come here to the planet, you know, we we weren't meant to work alone, right? We work with partners. We work with people in our work. We work with, you know, compatriots, with colleagues, right? We, we have to interact socially in the world and it's the people that make the world meaningful for us. Otherwise, we might as well go and sit on a mountaintop in Tibet and, right. you know, and meditate, right? What makes the world meaningful is what we do and how we interact with the people around us, how we build bridges, how we, you know, how we do all those things in our day-to-day life. And what we have to do differently from what we've done in the last five, ten thousand 10,000 years is we have to do it more with more awareness than what we've done before. Because we're all just starting to understand, right, the interconnectedness of everyone and everything. And we're learning to understand that every living thing has value and that we have to take care of it. We have to take care of ourselves and we have to take care of it. And if we don't take care of our planet, we won't have have a planet to live on. So it all comes back to this interconnectedness 
and learning. I mean, the, the, the pundits have always said, right, for a long time, know yourself because the truth will set you free right. and, that, and that the answer is within you. The answer is within you because we are, right, the dreaming. And the dreaming expresses itself creatively through people on the planet. That's what it is. And that, that might be giving it all away, but that's my fundamental understanding of what life is and why we're here. Now, having said that, we came here to build bridges, to build roads, you know, to, you know, be famous sports stars, you know, to write to writers, to write, fa write fantastic music for other people to enjoy. What we are doing, we're all expressing our creativity and we do that because it's a fundamental part of what we are and who we are. And to learn what we are and who we are and how we do that, we have to delve into our dreams and see what underpins all the things that happen in our life. And wow. I, yeah, love, it, I love how you just said that because the weirder your dreams are may mean that the more creative you are. Well, that's right, you know, and and the and your the more creative you are is, you know, people that are creative will often, you know, have the weirdest dreams, and yeah. and if they weren't really weird dreams, they wouldn't be successful writers, and they wouldn't be able to write such fantastic things as Lord of the Rings and all that other, you know, all those other fantastic uh, things that in, that people love to read and enjoy because. It taps straight into their subconscious creative mind. Right? Yeah, that's and, probably why Harry Potter was such a huge success. Well, well that's right. Yeah. And and who knows what the next big fantastic success is going to be. But whatever it is, it will tap straight into people's subconscious and the underlying patterns of myths and beliefs and, and um, cultural patterns that underpin our society. And, and that's things like the, the greater fight between good and evil, um, the forces of darkness and lightness. When you look at, at um, you know, the Star Wars movies, it's the classic fight between darkness and evil right. and, uh, and light, um, things like that. So it all comes back to these underlying beliefs and stories that tap into that, right, um, are successful and they make great movies. Yeah, and so these these really are a reflection of how we feel at free in our own lives. You know, like you um, stated the individual rights versus state-imposed controls, democracy. Well, it's really about where we are on feeling all of that where we feel that we have freedom or that we are enslaved so our dreams are going to reflect that that's right and um, it's one of the things i said it, it took me some time to work out what the major themes of of the of life are and one of the things that hans says to aiden and effie in in uh, dreams within dreams he sets them to task to write down the what are the creative qualities of human beings right that allow them to function in the world and um, the, of course the expression of that creativity has a history and over over time I think personally that 
over about the last two and a half thousand years, right, the race has focused on this one central issue of individual versus outside controls, right? And, and as individuals, we can't function unless we've got a sense of ego and unless we exercise our own self-control. But as a society, we can't function unless we have some central set of governing rules, right, which everyone agrees to obey and live by so that we can function as, a, as an organised society. Mm-hmm. So that's a great dilemma, right, when you take it down to the individual level because individuals, and I suppose states do the same thing, Individuals say, don't push me around, don't tell me what to do, right? I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. And and, and in the personal level, that re- reflected with your teenagers when they say to you, don't tell me what to do, I'm, you know, I'll do what I want to do. Right. Uh, uh-huh. and, and, at the, and at the national and international level, it comes down to, you know, one country saying to another, don't put your missile bases there, right? Um, that's a threat to us. And things like that. So, you know, the same issues are being reflected in individual lives and on the national scale. And the same personal issues are being reflected at the individual level and at the, at the state level when, when individuals say, well, that's too much control. You shouldn't be in our bedroom. You shouldn't be in our house telling us what to do. We don't want Big Brother looking over us all the time, telling us what to think and what what to do. So there's this this balance, fine balance, between individual freedoms and creativity, and state-controlled or sanctioned um, controls, where you know people are restricted from doing what they really want to do. And for an organised society, I suppose we've just got to we've just got to walk the fine line and balance it. Yeah. In the on the cover of your book, actually, you have symbols. What do those symbols mean? Well, a symbol is explained perfectly, summed up perfectly well in the article. Um, in 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 the symbol, right. And the symbol, that symbol itself was re- revealed to me in a dream, and it symbolizes the, if you like, the evolution of man or humankind and their expression in the world. The five people in the symbol represent the creativity of consciousness expressed in the physical world as physical bodies. The circle on the outside is constructed of wavy lines, and the wavy lines symbolise the fact that we're in the world, right, which is mostly water, and water is also a symbol for consciousness, right? So we're, we're immersed in the world of consciousness and in the physical world at the same time. And a lot of what we do is seems to be dictated or controlled. I don't know whether that's the right word here. It seems to be encoded already in our DNA. Our DNA sh- helps to shape our body. It helps to, you know, shape our uh, health, um, our constitution, and all sorts of other things. But that's not the only thing. It's, and it's wavy. In, in the symbol, it's wavy because it's not fixed. Things change. In the centre of the symbol, we have, as the coming together of the heads, forms the perfect f- flower symbol. And that symbolises the flowering of consciousness and awareness because the five people are embedded 
in the stars. That's where we came from and that's where we live and that's where we will go back to. Consciousness expresses itself through stardust created from the burnt-out remnants of stars and mm. that forms the physical world. Right? We live in the physical world but we also live with our heads in space and that's where we're trying to go back to. I think it's a perfect symbol for humankind um, where we are at this, this part, point in history. Wow, that is very, very interesting. Oh, my goodness. Very good. So that is where we are in history. That's what we're living today. So what do you think? What, if, what, what about the future? Can our dreams actually predict... Is that a message to us? Can they do that? Well, I don't believe that the future and the past are separate. Ah, yes, you're right. right? Um, I, I believe they're coexistent right? in space or in time or in, in what I call the dreaming. Um, the Ab Australian Indigenous people don't believe in the dream time. They take time out of the equation. They, their, their, their reference is to the dreaming, and they say the dreaming, right? We are the dreaming, but the dreaming is the expression of consciousness. Everything exists within the dreaming, and it exists simultaneously without, without reference to time. So if it exists without reference to time, then theoretically you can be aware of what's happening in the so-called future, and you can also be aware of how, what's happening in the past or in the so-called past. Because if nothing's fixed and everything has free will, right, then things can change. And I think that's exactly what happens. I think people do this automatically without realising it. They tap into future possibilities. Um, and in some cases, those future possibilities are so vivid that they bleed through into our day-to-day -day lives as precognitive dreams. Right? And... Um, that's not to say that they will happen. Not everyone that dreams of a, of a shipwreck or a plane crash could say, oh, this is going to happen on a certain date. Um, but we're certainly aware of, of those possibilities before they happen. And it just really depends on how much psychic energy some of those things attract to themselves, whether they actually occur in our reality or not. Wow, yeah. I have had some uh, predictive dreams before that centered around family and an occurrence, a uh, detrimental occurrence happening to them, such as one getting cancer, uh, things like that, and being in the hospital. So I do realize that, yeah, you're merging into it. I think for me, it was better that I realized something was coming so that I wouldn't be so devastated, right? That's I right. I could better mm. handle the situation knowing about it in advance. Mm. And, and look, life, life presents us with challenges. that they, we, we don't always wake up in the morning and say, oh, I think today I'm going to face the challenge of my mother dying, for instance. Right. right? And, and, but in a dream... Yeah, you know, three weeks ago, you know, you might have had a dream where 
you know, your mother was became very sick and had to be taken to hospital. And in a way, that's a precognitive dream that warns you of to be ready for the certain events that are, going, that are likely to occur. Right. They're not, they're, nothing is definite. Right? People can change their minds at any time um, if they're aware enough. Um, you know, I mean, in when I first was working with my dreams, my mother was very sick and... Um, you know, I I um, I had to live through that phase of my life where, you know, she was having constant cancer treatments, and I had to work. You know, had to real had to come to realise. Well, like not everyone, right, is on the same journey. There, people have their own experiences to live, and their own lives to live. You know, to go live out, and and they're going to do it. With or without us, right? Is that mm-hmm. that's just the fa- just the reality of it. Um, we can't say to them, "Well, I don't want you to get cancer, right?" And I think you should do this. People have individual freedoms, and they will do what they want to do, uh, whether they're aware of it or not, and whether we become aware of it. And if we don't become aware of it, I guess we go through a lot of heartache. Right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is that the end of life is not the end of life consciousness lives on so it's just a matter of different focus and uh, move, moving on to different different um, you know different realities to experience different things so if uh, uh, someone who has already passed comes and visits you in a dream mm-hmm. is that real or is it just your subconscious mind wanting to see the person well it could be both right it, it, it's, there's quite definitely um, well-documented cases where, you know, ghosts, you know, the spirits of people who have passed over, right, come back to this reality and hang around a place that they were very familiar with, right? And that's, and that's, I guess, you know, the, the, uh, you know, some of, some very famous um, stories about that revolve around that kind of event. Um, I, I don't. I don't discount any of that. There are ghosts that come back, but there's also sometimes a subconscious desire to see someone. Mm-hmm. But in some cases also, a, a, the, the image of someone that is very close to you will come back to you to warn you that's, that to be ready for certain things that are likely to be coming up in your life. And, that, and you might be so busy, everyone is so busy these days, they fill their diaries up with so many things, they've got to take the kids to soccer and they've got to take the you know, base, baseball training and then basketball training and music lessons and everything else. Everyone is so, so busy that they don't sit down for five minutes a day and think, to think about, well, what was my day about? What's happening in life? What have I got to become aware of, be more aware of, so that I can interact with life a little bit with more awareness? Right? They just don't do that. They they just, as I say, they blunder on, right, through through busyness, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, whack! You know, down comes your patio, or, or in a windstorm, <laughs> or, or or a brick comes flying through the window, right, or. A, you know, some other crazy disaster. And if we actually sat down and thought about it beforehand, you realise, well, hang on, I dreamt three days ago that I had to go and 
that I that I had to go and tighten up the bolts on the patio um, rafter so that it didn't fall down in the next windstorm. You know, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah. We you get all these little clues, you know, and we don't follow them. One day, one uh, night, I dreamt that I had to get the tyres changed in my car. A couple of weeks later, I did hadn't did I hadn't done it. Right, um, I was too busy. I went out on the highway, drove in a rainstorm, came around a corner and spun out of control, oh. and and the universe just very, very succinctly said to me, well, we warned you to get the tyres changed. No? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> don't, don't ignore the message. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I had a similar dream, and it was just a couple of months ago. I, I dreamt that I was being stopped by a police car for uh, and I have a, a tail light that was out and I was meaning to get it fixed but he pulled me over and I'm going oh gosh I woke up and I'm thinking no no I don't I don't want this to happen so I'm running down to get it fixed and everything and what happens on my way there I got stopped by a police <laughs> about my <laughs> And he was so sweet, so nice, but I couldn't stop but laugh because my dream reflected me being stopped about the same thing. That's right. Yeah, that's It's amazing. That's pretty literal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, boy, right between the eyes. And, it, and you know, it just, it, it just made me laugh. Mm. But and it see, is real. But to see the stop sign, you know, the stoplight could also be symbolizing something else. Right. Is something saying, stop and look, this needs to be fixed. Right. 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 So it could be something else at a different level, right, that you need to look at as well. Interesting. So so that is the dream within the dream because you're going another step. You're taking the literal, but then you have to examine it. What else could it mean? That's right. And I've, I've looked at some of my dreams now, you know, over many years, and I look back at it and I think, oh, I don't, I, I don't remember that dream. But then I read the dream again and I think, oh, oh, it doesn't mean that at all. It means it also means this, right? The meanings become more apparent as your life goes on and you really need to have that journal so that you can go back and say, oh, I thought it meant that. That was one meaning for the dream, but it also seems to involve this. And this has been an issue in my life as well. Uh, so you, they're, they're always multidimensional, um, but that's what life is. And that's what poetry is. You know, and as I said, I think the natural language of the soul is poetry and dreaming. Right? We couch them in symbols and the symbols are within symbols. Within symbols, they go deeper layers of meaning, and you've really got to decrypt them. Right? And you can only decrypt them by being honest with yourself and looking at the values and beliefs that underpin them. Right? And, 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 and much of that, as I said, is cultural. Right? We, we just have it so ingrained in our conscious, and we are taught from a very young age, don't question just do what I tell you to do yes. and don't question it. But but that's not what Buddha said. Buddha said, 
question everything. Question everything and become aware for yourself. Mm. Mm. True. Yeah. And, and so, that, go that ahead. just straight, straight away comes back to this same issue, right, of state controls or external controls over the individual. Right? You've got an individual body, you've got free spirit, you've got, you've got consciousness and awareness, you're right, you have the right to explore it for yourself and question it. And the only thing and the only stipulation that I have been able to work out about all of that is in the expression of our creativity, we have to be aware of the rights of other individuals and beings. We have no right to impose our will on them or to make them do anything that we want them to do. We have to give them the same freedom and f- of choice that the universe has given to us as aware beings. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Got it. Got it? <laughs> yeah. You know, in your article in the um, magazine, it, it's really wonderful because it gave us all of these symbols like the fish and the, the love and the arguments and and the researching out and building and trying to figure out things. But the the thing was that you are allowing the person to identify what their issues are. Yes. In, so you're making them work. But yeah. the when you when you read it you, every my first response was Oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. So it's not a dream book that's telling you exactly what one dream means. It's um, a series that plays into the dreams. It makes you go back and re-examine your own dreams and going, oh, I'm seeing. I never looked at it like that before. That's right. And and once you start to look at it, in a different way, you realise how much meaning it has at different levels, and and you can't just say, "Oh, my my life is meaningful," because you know I'm a great basketball player, or I'm, you know, I'm I'm really good writer, or I'm a really good musician, right? All these things play out over many lifetimes, and and so Aiden and Effie actually looking back when they look at at, at their dreams and they say, "Well," Where did all this start and where did this cycle start? So they start to look at, well, you know, what's the dream that led to the beginning of the American, uh, uh, you know, uh, constitution and the, and the freedom from England? What is the dream that led the Australian people to evolve into a separate nation, right, and break away from their colonial background. And these are the themes that are happening worldwide in every country, right, where there's been suppression of people. You, you see individuals and nations breaking away and trying to express their own creativity as individual people or as races of people, um, separate and distinct, so that... The, the people in Kazakhstan, for instance, will want to be separate from the people in Russia. Um, the, you know, everyone 
wants to break away and do their own thing in a way. And that's good, right? The diversity of that is fantastic. Um, but what we all have to do is realise that we can't achieve it with war. We can't achieve it with bombs because in the end that will break down and fall down. And, and ultimately people will wake up in the dream and they'll say, hang on, he's my brother or my mother, right, in a different, different reality. Oh, right? yes. What oh, happened? my goodness. What, what do I do that when I look at somebody in the eye and say, oh, I recognize you because you were my mother, right, in a different reality. I lived with you in, you know, on a farm in, in Switzerland, for instance. It doesn't matter where, but all of a sudden you look at people differently and you say, I can't do this. I can't bring harm to another person or another being, right, because we are all connected. And ultimately, that is what will happen. That is what is happening now as we wake up and realize that we are all connected and, and that we are all one. And you see it already starting to happen. During the Second World War, right, and I think there was there's a chap the other day talking about research they did in the American Civil War. They found that a lot of the muskets used in the American Civil War were not even fired, right? They still had balls in them and gunpowder in the barrels They the, the, because the men couldn't fire on their fellow on their fellow, fellow men. And I've heard the same stories wow. about the Second World War where soldiers from opposite sides stood face to face with their rifles pointed at each other and they put them down and walked away. Right? Yeah. Wow. Because, because they couldn't do it. Right? It's easy to kill something which is remote and fire a rocket at it and do it on a television screen, but you can't do it so easily if the person's face-to-face -face with you and you realise, hang on, this could be my mother or this yeah. could be my brother. Right? So yeah. all of that will fall away and people will wake up and I think that's what's happening on the planet now. Right. We are all starting to wake up, and this is the, the revolution in consciousness that I think was promised to the world, that as we wake up, right, we will put away all those other things. We'll, we'll let it all go, and we'll focus on our creativity, working with each other, helping each other, and my answer to that is, well, what are you, or you, or you, what are you going to leave the world Right for us to enjoy. Mm. You know, I've done my bit. <laughs> I've written three books. All I want is for people to read them and enjoy them, to interact with them. And if some people can wake up and live their lives in a different way, that would be fantastic. Yeah, wake up from the dreams. Mm. Um, you, what about the collective consciousness? And as you had stated... It's, it's like we're all evolving right now through our dreams. So how much of our dreams are really influenced by the collective consciousness of all? I think that as a race, right, we've inhabited the planet for the last right, 12, 20,000 years that we've been on our current path, probably since the last ice age. Excuse me. I've got a cup of tea and just gurgling, <laughs> gurgling away. Uh, um, we, 
we've been on this path of exploring our individual creativity in the Garden of Eden. Because that's what this planet is, is the Garden of Eden. There's no doubt about that. Um, some, some scientists call it the Goldilocks planet. It's in just the right place, not too cold, not too hot. Right? It's got a vast variety of climate. Um, you know, the diversity is absolutely, you know, tremendous. And there's just about anything. We could do just about anything on the planet that we wanted to. And we can even leave the planet now and start to think about, you know, planets elsewhere. But I know one thing. We are not going to get too far with those extra planets and, out, and the other parts of the solar system and the universe until we learn the fundamental lesson that we've got to learn at home as a reality, as, as, as a race, we have to learn to respect all life. And if we can't do that on our planet, we're not going to be allowed to get out into the big wide universe and, you know, and rape and pillage the way we've done for the last 10 or 12,000 years. So oh, we have to, I hope that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've I, got to evolve somehow. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at, if you get in a spaceship, and it takes a hundred years to get somewhere. Um, you know, what does that mean? And what does what does time mean really? You know, if, if you're in a state of suspended animation, how do you call that living? I yeah. I enjoy living here. Right? I have the ability to walk outside, feel the cold air or the hot air, feel the wind in my face, have the wind blow through my hair. You know, I love this reality. It's a great place to live. And um, I, I just hope that we can live it with more awareness and that we can uh, be given, continue to be given the freedom to express our creativity the way we have been in the past. But it's up to us to exercise that creativity. And if we don't exercise it, I guess, you know, it, it's like everything. If you don't you exercise it, you lose it. Exactly. And... You know, with the law of attraction, we do have to figure out what's going on within us in order to take and create something that we do want. So we have to appreciate everything that's going wrong in order to create something that's going, going to go right. So if we allow our dreams to convey to us what is really happening, what's our innermost thoughts, what are we really thinking? Well, if we could determine that, then we really can create uh, a life that we're supposed to be leading. Well, that's right, Jules. And, and the secret to, to decoding what's really going on inside your head is to write down your dreams and your dream decode the dream symbols and in in the way that I've demonstrated in mm-hmm. uh, dreams within dreams and on my website also I've got um, other examples it's probably it not as complete as I'd like it to be but I only have limited hours in the day as well um, but to actually go through that exercise and over time you realize well this is right this is I, I now I see what that means. I understand what that means. It's not the realization of it won't come in five minutes. You won't suddenly get up and say, Eureka, I've got all the answers to life, the universe and everything. And I know exactly what to do. And I know which numbers to put on on the gold lotto tomorrow <laughs> so, so that I don't have to do anything. The reality is we have to live in this life 
we have to express our creativity and we have to figure out all these things that are going on between us, the government, right, the nation, on the planet, right? We've got to fit our whole life into this bigger picture. And But it is, I think, important to realise that we all share the same dream. We all want to create a better way of life for ourselves. We all want the same freedoms of right. reach, freedom of expression, freedom to create. Uh, we don't want external forces to dictate to us and say, well, you can't do that. We're not slaves. Right? So yeah. the same issues for every single person on the planet. That's right. That's right. Well, what, what about... Um you suggest that we should write down our dreams every single day. Are we supposed to be having those vivid dreams every single night or is it uh, is that normal or is it like uh, once a week or you know and so I'd, what's the standard? I'd like, I'd like to put the timetable on that Jules, but it doesn't happen like that. Um, you can once you make the conscious decision to work with your dreams, uh -huh. uh, it you will find that they – and the more you write them down, the more you will remember them. Right? And what will happen is people actually read dreams within dreams. Um, they will actually find that their recollection of vivid dreams starts to increase. I've, not without really? fail. Even people that say to me, I don't dream, right? They read dreams within dreams. And within a very short period of time, they start recalling vivid dreams. And wow. if they take the next step, which is to write them down and keep writing them down when they happen. Now, I don't have vivid dreams every night either, not that I remember. I like to have some piece. Uh, and I have had people say to me, Alan, I am busier in my dreams than I am in day-to-day -day reality. That's fine. <laughs> Enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had nights where I've slept like that too. And I've had vivid dreams. I've been in different realities. Uh, I think it's great. But the more you write down, even if you only write six words of a dream, just write down the five or six things that come to your mind as soon as you wake up and scribble them down. I've got books of half-scribbled notes that I look at later and think, oh, I don't know what that meant because <laughs> I've been half asleep and I've written it. But the more you write down, the more you can come back and consciously explore the dreams. And once you start to consciously explore your dreams like that, then you'll start to consciously explore the events in your life. And if you treat the events in your life as if they were a dream, then you can start to understand the recurring symbols that happen there too. And then you can really make a difference to how you interact with the world, right? So if you've got a really tough boss and he badges you, write down the story as if it's a dream. Don't even try to interpret it. Don't do anything with it straight away. Just write it down and then over time, right, imagine yourself working with that person in a different way because in a, in a sense, we all share the same dream, right? So if we all share the same dream, then it's got to be possible to reach them in a dream state and work out our differences. And I think if we all did that, 
we would have a less gun, less guns, less tanks, and less warplanes in the air. Yeah, I'm for that. Mm. So what you said is, and I can attest because when I read the article, it really made me, without even thinking about, go back into my dreams. Yes. So I can imagine reading the entire book, what that would do. So what really read reading these books will will allow you to start figuring out what is going on in your life it's very very powerful i can see why it was important for you to write these books uh, well i i've I, as i said i struggled for a long time to work out how i could write all this down without writing another dream interpretation manual mm. right there's a thousand books on the shelf with 10,000 dream symbols right? they've probably all got the same name and the same dream symbols and they all tell you what to do and you know what the dream means I don't say that at all I say to you work out what the dream symbols mean to you through the cultural associations in your life right? everyone will have different dream symbols and the dream symbols will mean different things to different people and you've just got to wade through that right you uh -huh. just it it not and and that's that's the joy of discovery right you you say well what does this mean and and let the joy of that discovery take you to different things read different articles and mine is not the only dream interpretation manual pick up other people's dream interpretation manual pick up other things question everything as buddha said right and but don't stop right once you've started don't stop because it's important i think for our future as a race that we evolve past our collective amnesia about what we've been doing in the past 2,000, 5,000 years. And, and I think we're, we're there. We're, get, we're more awake today than we were even five years ago. Absolutely. So we are going at a record-setting pace here. Um, well, and there's no reason why we can't get to that place where we are evolving into a, a peaceful group, uh, prosperity and abundance for all, where we really feel our connection to others. I think this is what is important with the book. It's like it's re giving us ammunition to look back into our own self. And that's why... You know, I just want to suggest everybody go to the magazine and read his article, Dreams Within Dreams, because you'll get the same impression I got. Wow, this is really powerful. So, Alan, tell us where people can buy the book. Well, the book is self-published through Balboa, mm -hmm. uh, but it's available um, through Amazon, through balboa itself it's available on barnes and noble and it's available through the book depository and um, I, one of the things about being self-published author is that i don't have to carry ten thousand books in stock to get <laughs> to get the discount <laughs> um, but um and i think book depository and amazon will deliver it to your door within about two or three days so 
um, you know, that I would suggest that's the best source. You can buy it as an ebook, or you can buy it as a uh, paper paperback copy. Uh-huh. I have, um, and if you go to my website, www.newagedreaming.com, right, then okay. there's links on the landing page to buy all of my books. Wow. Right, there's direct links, and you can preview the book if you want to. Um, we plagiarised some of Amazon's codes so that so that people can can read a preview online. Um, <laughs> Good for you. That's, that's right. the way they do it. <laughs> got a leverage off Mr. Amazon, I can tell you. Um, uh, so you can. There are direct links there that will take you straight to straight to those retailers, and you can buy it direct. Um, uh, anyone has any trouble? Send me an email. There's an email link on my webpage. Send me a send me an email, and I'll um, and I'll I'll reply to you. And if anyone's got any any dream issues that they want to deal with, uh, that they want to explore, I'm I'm always happy to um, make suggestions as to how they can decode their own dreams. I'm not going to tell people what their dreams mean. Right, Jules, I'm not telling you and I'm not telling anyone else. I learnt that a long time ago that I can't tell people what their dreams mean. Right? People have to figure it out for themselves and that means that they've got to put in the hard yards and if they're not prepared to do that, they won't get the reward. But yeah. if they do do the hard work, right, their lives will be changed by it because all of a sudden the world becomes a different place. Wow, that is so wonderful. That is wonderful. I just love that. So go to lawofattractionmagazine.net, read the article, which has direct links to where you can go and purchase the book as well. It's right there. Um, Just click on those or go to his website, which is again, www. New Age Dreaming. New Age Dreaming. Dot com. That's right. It's all one word. Okay, good. Yeah, this is great. Well, Ellen, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time in uh, beautiful Australia to um, tell us about this very, very important way that we can finally understand what is going on within us. And that is important in all respect so thank you alan i really appreciate this thanks thanks jules and i wish all your uh, readers and your um, listeners a very merry christmas and a happy new year and uh, if you've got any questions i'd love to come on the radio uh, and talk with you or with any of your listeners and uh, answer any questions they may have wonderful well done okay we're we're gonna do that too (laughs) So thank you again, Alan. Right. Thanks, Jules. Right. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. 
this holiday season. You don't think I'm crazy, but I'm having conversations. Experience the event. People write letters to the universe all the time. Most don't get a personal response. You are. It will make you believe in miracles. Will Smith, Edward Norton, Kira Knightley, Michael Pena, Naomi Harris, Jacob Lattimore, with Kate Winslet and Helen Mirren. This profound connection to everything. The collateral beauty. Collateral beauty. Directed by David Frankel. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. December 16th.